0: time for security now and steve gibson's doing something i i'm so excited about have you seen all the different cloud storage solutions there's sugar sink and dropbox there's carbonite there's there's jungle this it goes on and on he's taken a goodly number of them looks at the security uh, ramifications of each the price and more and he's got his uh, review of something like a dozen cloud storage services coming up in just a little bit security now is next netcasts you love from people you trust this is twit audio bandwidth for security now is provided by the new winamp for android featuring wireless sync and one-click itunes import now with free daily music downloads and full-length cd listening parties download it for free at winamp.com android Video bandwidth for Security Now is provided by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Security Now with Steve Gibson. Episode 349, recorded April 19th, 2012. Cloud Storage Solutions. Security Now is brought to you by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or TV instantly all stream directly to you to save you time, money and hassle. For your free 30-day trial, visit netflix.com/twist. It's time for security now, the show that protects you, your loved ones online, your privacy too, and here's the guy in charge, our explainer in chief, Mr. Steve Gibson. Oh, Leo. Uh-oh. I uh, really really went down the rat hole this week. <laughs> you were going to do as we, when we talked last week you said we were going to cover uh, something that I actually like a lot called SpiderOak. You and I have been looking at a lot of cloud storage solutions like Dropbox, Walla, SpiderOak, Crash. Krat- I mean there's a lot of them and uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I'm I just kind of empirically uh, maybe not even empirically, maybe maybe a little less scientifically chose Spider Oak, and I've liked it a lot. But so I'm very curious what you think. Well, so what happened was I started
1: to look at it. I contacted them, and they know us and were you know standing by in case I had any questions. But when I mentioned last week that it was that Spider Oak was going to be the topic of this week, I started getting all of this Twitter feedback (laughs) from people saying, "But what about? What about (laughs) Boxcryptor? What about?" crash plan what about blah 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 you know and and i was like oh and some guy said well hey i thought you liked jungle disc what about jungle disc and so i thought so i started to look at some of these others and one thing led to another and so i ended up putting together notes for Bitcasa, Box, Boxnet, Carbonite, completely private files, CrashPlan, Cubby, Digital Bucket, Dropbox, Google Drive, Jungle Disk, High Drive, Live Drive, Portacore, Secret Sync, SkyDrive, SpiderOak, SugarSync, Tarsnap, and ZeroBin. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I think there are a few you left out, Steve. I know. That's the <laughs> problem. Like, voila, when you just mentioned it, I thought, Ooh, oh, that's not one on my list. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. Stop the matter. Because I think this is a fair sampling of, uh, of the choices out there.
1: Well, yes. And just as I was, you know, as I was putting this together, then the rumor, which has been circulating for some time, as you mentioned, uh, before we began recording, is that next week, uh, maybe on Wednesday, Google is going to drop Google Drive on the world. And, you know, with five gigs of free starter storage and who knows what features. So so then I thought, well, ooh, you know, what if that's really a good thing? And I've spent all this time, you know, digging deep. Now, I have to say among all of those that I just enumerated, there are a bunch that are just sort of like, okay, this is not the right s- solution. There are, for example, Dropbox still in their terms of service explains that they're able to decrypt their Users' data, if the government issues them a warrant requiring them to do so, and interestingly, there are some add-on gizmos. Some of a couple of the things I read are are encrypt encryption add-ons. I think Secret Sync is that, or maybe Sugar Sync. I can't remember. Anyway, I've I've got it. We will be covering it here in a minute. um In order to like solve those problems, other companies. Are look They're sort of like enterprise style, big iron, don't even care about your privacy. I mean, it's you know, collaborative stuff where other people can be editing your documents. It's like, okay, well, if that's the case, then that's not probably providing us the, the security that our listeners want. However, I found some new things to me that are, are really worthwhile. So uh, that's our topic for today is not just – excellent. Not just Spider Oak, but pretty much everybody that I could find. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, as usual, we're going to start with security news, then we'll get to the cloud storage services.
1: Yes. Um, several people tweeted me the note that Google had abandoned their plans for, um, for improving SSL, latency. Remember that we talked about this months ago. Google had a pilot project, I think was running for about a year and a half, where, where they were fudging the SSL spec in as part of their overall, let's make the web go faster for everybody plan, like uh, which Speedy, for example, that we covered in detail several weeks ago is a part. Well, Speedy, of course, runs on an existing connection. And one of the things it does is it's very good about helping you minimize the number of connections that you need. And, uh, you know, and, and we've seen, you know, benchmark results that are very impressive when we have Speedy. And Speedy seems to be gaining traction rapidly. But what Google also wanted to do was to try to minimize that initial connection between the client and the server. And so they were sort of fudging the way SSL works to to get more done per back-and-forth transaction. And they pretty quickly, being being Google, of course, they can have spiders roaming the web and do, while they're doing searching stuff, they found some servers that were incompatible with this, this trick of theirs, and... They went so far as to special case those, those relatively few domains in Chrome so that Chrome would normally do the tricky SSL handshake maneuver when you were just using it unless you were connecting to any of those that Google had independently determined were going to have a problem with with Chrome doing that, in which case it would back off to regular SSL. So what the news was last week was, and this uh, came actually, I think the first time I, I have a note here, uh, a Steve Steiff, S T Y F F E, uh, he sent me the the, the first um, awareness that Google had abandoned their attempt to make SSL faster. And I looked at the at Google's blog posting about this, and basically. It, it explained that they it was always sort of a gray area. They acknowledged that it was beta. Um, they they just felt that they, they they were working with the environments which were incompatible, trying to kind of boost them into compatibility. But the it looked like the equipment manufacturers that were using SSL accelerators were the problem, and they just. Weren't able to make any headway there. Uh, SSL accelerators are, for example, appliances with like crypto hardware to do the SSL public key stuff, which we know is time-consuming in hardware to accelerate that handshake. And just because they're they're, they're locked down in hardware, Google n- was n- never able to make any progress in getting that fixed. So they decided rather than sort of having what they even they admitted was a flaky solution of Chrome needing to know who it, who it was going to have a failed handshake with uh, preemptively, which just is not very practical. Because, you know, new companies are going to be setting up SSL accelerators and, and Chrome won't know about it and things won't work for them. So that's, that, that's not good. So they canceled that. However, part of the speedy protocol does allow the specification from the server that it supports this advanced handshake. So there is still a way to sort of keep it alive within within Speedy, but not just in general. So um, I thought, you know, it, it, it's neat that they tried this. I'm really very bullish on these efforts Google is making to, to lay down this technology and set standards. I, I You know, we need someone to do it and... No one better than them. Also, shortly after, might have been the day after, maybe the maybe the hour after, we recorded last week's podcast where we were talking about the the Java exploit that was affecting um, Mac OS X to such a degree, and that Apple had released a a patch for it, but we were expecting them to follow it up with a remover. And but at that point, we didn't know when that was going to happen. Well, it happened probably as the podcast was going public. What's really interesting is what more Apple did. Um, I tweeted the fact that people uh, I tweeted to my uh, Twitter followers that they if Mac users should check for updates again, because Apple had just issued a a second one to 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 work with this. And Apple's uh, from their own page said this Java security update removes the most common variants of the flashback malware. So it so it, in, in, in addition to fixing the Java exploit, it's a remover. This update also configures the Java web plugin to disable the automatic execution of Java applets, which is to say they are disabling, the Java plug-in as part of this. Um, Users may re-enable automatic execution of Java applets using the Java Preferences application. If the Java web plug-in detects that no applets have been run for an extended period of time, they don't tell us how long that is, it will again disable Java applets. So, so wow, that's probably good, it, right? It's, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. But it's also huge news. I mean, this is Apple saying, I mean, we already know they're moving away from Java. They're not going to be bundling it with, uh, w- with future um, versions of the OS. So, you know, and, and their testing, that's probably been working out well for them. So they've gone, the, I mean, really another big step of, first of all, disabling it by default, And even if you turn it back on in order to use some Java something on the net, if you're not a frequent user of it, it will shut itself down again. So that's the key
0: is that if you do get somewhere where you need Java, you have a kind of a check mark or a box that says, yeah, yeah, turn it back on. I presume that that's how they'll do it. Right. It'll say, you know, you need
1: Java installed in order to use this. And you go, oh, I've got it here somewhere. And then you go turn it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you leave it on, then it'll shut itself off again. Yeah. So, yeah. which is just great. I, uh, I mean, I'm, I have to say, I'm a little sorry for it because I'm. I mean, I can really see the benefit of Java. I mean, look at well, the, this fa- fantastic, you know, uh, network uh,
0: um, analyzing tool that we uh, talked yeah. about
1: for, for buffer blow. And That's- one of
0: the most popular games out there right now, Minecraft, is Java. So there are people still quite a few millions for Minecraft alone who use Java. Yeah. And
1: and I mean it's caught my attention the fact that you can do that kind of network work in Java and you get platform independence uh means like ooh boy I you know that might be something I'd like to learn for for offering who knows what like I need any other projects but anyway uh so I was just, you know, a tip of the hat to Apple. I'm I'm impressed because, unfortunately, nice as it is to have it, I mean, wh- wh- what you'd really like is on demand. You'd like to go to a website that needs it. You enable it for that site. You know, maybe much like, you know, NoScript gives us that kind of control now over Java, for example, uh, over on Firefox, either enable it for that site or, or enable it, and have it like disable when i shut down the browser you know like a en- enable fo- only while i'm using the computer because you know if, as we know the 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 smaller your window of opportunity is the less chance you're going to get you're going to get hit and and java had this problem that apple didn't jump on as quickly as they should have and uh you know they got they got bitten by it i did promise everyone last week that i would make time to analyze uh, the Dropbox tech blog where they were proposing and, and put out all the code for what they were saying was a realistic password strength estimator. And I just forgot, actually. I, well, by the time I saw it in my notes, it was like, oh, crap. I forgot. You know, I forgot. <laughs> you plenty of other so, stuff to do. I think yeah. we can live with that. Um, so I bumped it to next week and I will try to make time to give it a, a long going over. Uh, lots has been happening with me um, during the my non podcast life, Leo, I actually have have invented something. What really in, yeah. new, new in new in computer science? Um, it's I've had it for about a month, and I described it to a couple of the people in our news group who are are the high end coder capable people, and they're like, "Wow, that that is." And then this is what I've been talking about. It's the thing I've been working on all year so far, which I'm excited to share with our listeners because it's cool. a just a real interesting piece. But it looks like it's it's a it's a really clever algorithm, which is, as far as I can tell, is completely new and it solves a problem no one has ever solved, been able to solve before.
0: Cool. So
1: um, anyway, I will be sharing that before long. Um, I did get a tweet from Robert. D. Walker, who is a listener, who said he said OS ten point seven did significantly improve ASLR, address space layout randomization. And 10.8 will be improving it even further. You misstated that on security now. So I said, whoops, and, and went to look, and sure enough, you know, because I had said that that um Apple had added ASLR, Address Space Layout Randomization, a long time ago, promised to fix it, but hadn't. And, you know, that was tr- correct, except that I didn't realize it did get fixed just recently in point seven. and apparently it's, uh, so says Wikipedia, it's even going to get better in point eight. So I did want to, I wanted to correct that. Um, and... Uh, oh, Simon Zarafa, who tweets often and is a listener and a participant in the um, news group, uh, informed me of an interesting site, is isjavaexploitable.com, which is uh, a nice way to go and see whether your Java, which we were just talking about relative to Apple, is current. So if you – I had to tell NoScript to let it run – and then the site said, Oh, yes, congratulations, you're using the latest oh, Java. That's
0: good. That's good.
1: Yeah. So it's a nice place if anyone's worried is javaexploitable.com. Uh, we'll tell you very quickly. Um, and he also tweeted, just, I thought this was sort of fun things that we've said before, but he put it together. He said, If you didn't, this assignment Simon again, if you didn't go looking for it, don't install it. If you installed it, keep it updated. If you don't need it, uninstall it. Huh. Which That's you know good. is Very just simple. exactly yeah. exactly right. Um, oh, and um, I got one last tweet uh, from uh, Enco Bilbao in Australia. He said regarding iOS encryption, took your advice, upgraded to alphanumeric PIN. When changed, does it re-encrypt the file system? if so it was very fast and so i thought i'd just take this moment to explain that no the it's your the file system is not encrypted using the pin but rather the there is a pseudo random long key which is your file system encryption key and that is encrypted using your pin so that that allows you to so the only thing that is stored in non-volatile memory where it could be captured is the encrypted version of that key for your file system. And so when you per- correctly put your pin in, then then that allows that encrypted token to be decrypted making it then uh, uh, allowing your file system then to be a- to be accessed. So so and and that's the way most of these things work. For example, when you if you have a an encryption password on a hard drive, same thing happens. You're you're actually encrypting the encryption key rather than than what you're providing actually being the encryption key. It's a second sort of a one stage of you know programmers would call it indirection, one stage of indirection but gives you the same level of protection. And, uh, and lastly, I just had a, a fun note that was shared reminding us that uh, SpinWrite can be used on strange things. Uh, ben Stool wrote, he said, it works great on TiVos. Just a note, and this was just came in on the 16th of April, just a note to tell you that SpinWrite works great on TiVos. I read about it on your website and heard Steve mention it on Security Now. Our 8-year-old Direct TV TiVos were starting to act funny, so I pulled both 80 gig Western Digital drives from them, connected them one at a time to a Windows XP Service Pack 3 desktop, and ran SpinRite at level 5. Interestingly, both drives reported no errors and finished in a little over 4 hours each. However, when I put them back into the TiVos, Friends, after blowing an embarrassing amount of dust out of uh, them, the TiVos are back to normal. These are first-generation direct, direct TV TiVos, but we like them and do not want to pay the high premium to go to the new HD Direct TV TiVos that were recently released. Spinrite has let us keep our old friends going. Ben Stool, Dallas, Texas. So thanks very much, Ben. You can
0: use it on anything. (laughs) Let me briefly uh, mention uh, Netflix, and then uh, we'll get to the meat of the matter, which is uh, cloud storage in in general. I probably shouldn't have to spend too much time telling you Netflix is the best way to watch uh, movies online. Netflix streaming is just a fantastic way to get access to thousands of movies, TV shows, great stuff for free, for free. Um, for the next month. And then after that, $7.99 a month, which is, I mean, less than a couple of lattes, certainly a lot less than most uh, movies uh, in the movie theater. I think it's up to like, $9.90 Nine ninety nine fifty at uh, the Petaluma movie theaters. Look oh. at all these great movies you can watch. And what you know, what's interesting? Netflix. Uh, remember, they had the million dollar challenge to come up with a better recommendation engine for Netflix, and they never implemented it. And they explained the reason we didn't is that the algorithms that we received and we paid a million dollars for were all based on DVD purchases, and people watch streaming very, very differently because a DVD is kind of a commitment. You're projecting in the future what you might want to watch. You know, a day or two from now when you get the dvd streaming is well let's try something and see if we like it if you don't no problem we'll start something else here's the incomplete season one through five of felicia days the guild that's on here i watched a wonderful british series i wish there were more of these called doc martin five seasons of that breaking bad arrested development but then movies too like the graduate and chinatown gosford park i mean just great stuff go to netflix.com slash twit try it free for 30 days if you're not already a member Uh, And if you are, tell a friend. Netflix.com slash twitch. Just the best deal in in content anywhere. Steve Gibson uh, has done a lot of research and is now (laughs) going to give you a brain dump. Stand back. (laughs) So I didn't know what order
1: to put these in, so I just thought, well, let's go alphabetical. Now, BitCasa... We have talked about in the past, and I did not have a chance. It was, like, on my list, to, and I just ran out of time before I, I was able to do a deep dig into it. Um, this is the one people may remember, which is unlimited file storage because, um, and, and because they're doing a, a duplication elimination so multiple people are sharing the same files. It was sort of controversial, and I have a link which um, which I didn't follow, which is the biggest problem, BitCasa is not safe. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know what that means. So um, I, I just don't – it's on my list here. I didn't want to skip it, but I don't have anything new to add to our the, the prior information that we had about it. I did get several people who tweeted, What about Box Cryptor? B O X C R Y um, P T O R. It's sort of an interesting solution. It's primarily a Windows solution, but they also have Android and iOS clients. So it has mo- a, a mobile side too. There's a f- a file system known as an encrypted file system it, it it's capital e lowercase n c capital fs it's, you know sort of f- harkening from the way you know linux labels its file systems this encrypted file system was designed relatively recently it's open source and and it's whereas a system like truecrypt that we've been talking about encrypts at the block level so that all of the individual sectors are individually encrypted, this, this ENCFS, this encrypted file system encrypts at the file level. What that means is that, that it's more friendly for a cloud-based Solution than something that encrypted at the block level. In fact, I'm not, it's not clear how you could do encryption of a file system at the block level and then remote it to the clouds. Um, in their pros and cons, um, they talk about that um, since they're not encrypting blocks, there is a little bit of metadata leakage. Metadata meaning the file organization stuff. For example, if somebody looked at your encrypted file system, they could see how many files you had because sort of, like, sort of like the directory tree itself could, you know, they could see the file names are encrypted, but they're rounded up to the block size of the encryption, which, you know, for example, if it's 128 bits, that's what 16 bytes. So they could sort of guess the file name lengths within, you know, with an accuracy within 16 bytes. So it's that sort of leakage. Um, they do support, as I said, primarily Windows, but and Mac and Linux are able to mount. Mac and Linux already support natively this, in, well, or as an add-on, I should say, this encrypted file system, which allows you then to mount this cryptor thing on your system. Um, they have a, a license. Um, essentially, you, if you're a Windows user, you download their their gizmo and you select the source directory, which will store the encrypted data. And then you assign that a drive letter. So what you see is a drive letter in Windows, which w- into which you can store anything you want. And when you put things in that drive, that sort of that 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 pseudo drive, then it's actually performing on-the-fly encryption and storing and sort of dynamically creating a file system in the directory where you've told it to, and and this is friendly then with being with with being uploaded and shared so um uh they have a, a, f- a free version that so and, and this is sort of a problem i have with these guys is they sort of put some arbitrary limits on it it's not clear why they did but i guess they want to make some money from this um there are other free solutions i think which are maybe superior um so for free you can get up to 2 gigs of storage and a single drive mapping for $40 unlimited personal um uh I mean um, um uh, unlimited storage and any number of drives and then just if you're a business user they want $100 now that is a one time fee so you're you're buying the license to the to the utility you can put it on any number of machines, and if you then have some way of synchronizing folders, then this will provide the encryption side. So it's sort of an interesting solution. I, I'm not, I'm not super gung ho on it. Um, there's an Android version. They want six dollars for unlimited personal use and nine dollars for unlimited business, and their their iOS version doesn't look very impressive at all actually it's i think it was like you're limited to like three uploads or something then it locks and so you have to do an in-app purchase to unlock it for about the same amount of money as for android so you know it's an interesting solution it's sort of like i'm not sure that it really i mean it's if you had some means of synchronizing folders then adding this to that can give you um, strong encryption. As far as I know, it's you know the the encryption is based on a well-designed encrypted file system, and so it would qualify for trust no one TNO, uh, which will be you'll be hearing that acronym a, not, a lot here in the next uh, forty-five minutes or so, because many systems do explicitly support trust no one, um, and many others don't. Um, also, when I was looking at this, there's a company called Box.net, um, or you know, and they and it's funny because their domain is Box.com, but Box.net is what
0: they call themselves. They Not were Box.net in, for a long time, and then they bought and were able to acquire Box.com. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I still think of it as Box.net, but it, but yeah. Box.com <laughs> works. It's very confusing. I don't blame you for being confused. But they've been around. They may be one of the oldest that's still around. Yes, um, and, and they sort of look like it, too. It's like,
1: okay, well, I, I mean, it, it felt to me like, it, like maybe they weren't up with the times. I couldn't see any clear support for mobile stuff. Um, you get um, for their free version, single user is a limit on file size of 25 megs and 5 gig of storage. And that's for, so you get five gigs of storage, but with a per file size limit of 25 megs. And that's kind of killing,
0: that's a terrible limit.
1: Isn't that random? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? Okay. But if you pay them $10 a month, then you can get 25 gigs and one gig per file. So that's certainly useful. And at twice that amount, $20 per month, you can get 50 gigs and one gig maximum file size except that, you know as we'll see that those are those are on the high side price wise yeah for example f- f- just just for for comparison something that still is in the running is is Amazon's S3 service or Rackspace's service with Jungle Disk because they're 15 cents per gig per month so that would be they is, also charge if,
0: for bandwidth, so you got to include well, Rackspace that. Does, Rack, Rackspace, Rackspace does, doesn't. Jungle, right. Jungle Disk with uh, Amazon does. Correct. So with Rackspace, there's no bandwidth charge. Oh, I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah, yeah and so, for example, if, at 25
1: gig, these Box.net, and, and this is, again, we'll be talking about price because I know people are interested. Box.net is $10 a month, but Rackspace or Amazon, for the actual 25 gig of storage... Are three dollars and seventy five cents,
0: yeah.
1: and that's one of the other things too. I, you know, everybody wants to put you in this plan, and and I hate plans. It's like the whole cellular, you know, phone business where you know you buy this many minutes. Well, okay, but if I don't use that many, then I'm I've you know I've overbought. One one, one of the things that I really like about Rackspace and Amazon is you're paying, you know, fifteen cents per gig rather than committing to some size of plan. And then you you pay more than you're actually using unless you use right up to, you know, what that limit is. So anyway, just something to keep in mind. And I will say that Box.net does have a business plan, which they, is, is instead of these personal plans, which gives you um, 15, I I wrote 15 per month and a terabyte, but that's, less expensive than the that can't be right nobody gives you a
0: terabyte nobody gives you no
1: that's something something wrong with that so uh anyway if anyone's interested check it out now in my perusal i did uh of course run across one of our sponsors carbonite
0: and you know which does not position i want to be clear up front does not position itself as cloud storage it's a backup solution correct you do get cloud storage
1: and, well, and and as we'll see, there are, a no, there are a number of sort of services that are becoming sort of generic. There's, there's the idea of synchronizing multiple machines, and several of these services that we'll be talking about offer free synchronization where, for example, you can install this on as many things as you want, and they'll keep them synchronized, but that's different than storing in the cloud, the idea being that, you know, they all share sort of a, they all share a folder on their own hard drive, and then this thing keeps them synchronized. And Dropbox, I guess, is, is you know, operates that way. Um, but then you can also do storage in the cloud. Um, and then most of these services now have a mobile component allowing people to access these files, sometimes stream music, look at pictures and so forth from, um, from iOS or Android devices. So yeah, there's, so there's like you know different sort of that's how they're of-
0: distinguishing themselves, I think, because you can't just do raw storage. It's like, well, what do you add to the raw storage? What is your unique point right. of view? You know. Now,
1: I like. I mean, having looked at all of these, I have to say Carbonite is still in the running, in my opinion. Um They're fifty nine dollars per year per computer, um, and unlimited storage, which is just a nice thing to have. One of these companies that we'll get to does something really interesting, which is if you to to get you bootstrapped to them, they'll send you a hard drive, which you which you use locally to back up your machine, and then send it back to them. Oh, that's neat.
0: That solves the problem. <laughs> that's interesting.
1: Yeah, of like a multi-hundred gig, you know, through the cloud to get yourself set up the first time. And then, of course, they, they install, they dump your that hard drive back, you know into their own servers and then catch up any changes that have been made since then and then continue. And they'll reverse the process. If you crash and you've got hundreds of gigs in their cloud, you can say, oh, my God, I need my data now. And they will send Here's you your hard all of your data <laughs> on
0: a hard drive. <laughs> wow. But anyway, so so back to Carbonite. We'll 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 catch now, up with that. I, just to be uh, complete, it's uh, it is unlimited, but uh, they do tell you uh, they throttle after 200 gigabytes. Right. So I just want to make sure that people don't get a false right. impression uh, of so that. So
1: f- fifty nine per year per computer, and um and or which is what is it? And I have I wrote down here five dollars per month. So I guess that's yeah, it's roughly you know, five bucks a thing. month. Yeah. And support for Win, Mac, iOS, Android, and BlackBerry, Mm -hmm. although they've got some advanced features, which are currently still only the Windows platform only. Right. And then, you know, under, you know, PIE, pre-internet encryption, you know, where are they on Trust No One? Reading from their own, uh, from their own disclosure, they said um, in their, their FAQ, can Carbonite employees see my backed up files? And they wrote, access to your backed up files is protected by your encryption key, which is kept strictly confidential. Unless you choose to manage your own encryption key, see below, a limited number of Carbonite employees are able to access backed up files in order to assist with data recovery if needed. However, they will do so only after t- obtaining your consent. And then they said, if you are so. Oh, I love this. This is something I learned actually. If you are subject to industry regulations that require no one outside your organization to have access to your backed up files, parens, e.g., HIPAA regulations. So it turns out that being HIPAA compliant requires TNO, mm-hmm. security level security, which is great because that's going to going to strongly encourage companies to go in that direction. So they said, if you're subje- uh, subject to industry regulations, blah, 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 Carbonite provides you with the option to manage the sole copy of your encryption key. If you choose this option, features such as Anytime, Anywhere Access, which is their web-based uh, viewer will be, and I think your mobile also is the same way, those those will be unavailable to you. Also note that if you lose the sole copy of your encryption key, there will be no way for Carbonite to restore your backed-up files. For these reasons, Carbonite recommends, and the majority of our customers choose, to have Carbonite manage their encryption keys. But it is significant that if you decide to, you're able to, Uh, you're able to have them do the job for you. I mean, you're able to accept responsibility and they will not have your key. Um, Then I I mentioned add-ons to uh, non-encrypted solutions and there is a company or an an offering called Completely Private Files, which offers encryption for for Box.net, for Box.net. So that's an example of of that kind of add-on. Again, BoxNet's pricing didn't seem particularly compelling. And then this completely private files company wants to charge you additionally for that. $0 for up to 5 megabyte file size. uh, $30 per year for up to 15 megabyte files. $50 per year for up to 25 megabyte files and $80 per year for up to 50 megabyte files. So they're charging you for the size of file that you can use them to encrypt to get stored on BoxNet. So eh, I don't think they, 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 they make it. Okay. CrashPlan is the company I was just Mentioning that that uh, and it's, every time I say crash plan, I think, boy, couldn't you have chosen a more optimistic name for your company? I mean, I don't know. It's I mean, it's catchy, I guess. And it's that's what it's for. Um, it is uh, multi-platform Windows, Mac, Linux and Solaris, uh, iOS and Android and Windows Phone Mobile and the mobile apps are free some of these people do charge as as we saw before a few dollars for the mobile version of their of their gizmo and this is just at crashplan.com and they say on their site how is crashplan different from other online backup services they say unlike ordinary online backup crashplan lets you back up to other destinations in addition to online You can back up to your other computers, external hard drives, and to computers that belong to friends and family for free. If you want to back up online too, purchase a CrashPlan Plus subscription for home use. To back up your business data to the cloud, check out CrashPlan Pro or CrashPlan Pro E. So um, uh, pricing-wise, they're... Free plan gives you no storage, but you're able to use this multi-platform set of clients, again, Windows, Mac, Linux, Solaris, iOS, Android, mobile phone, to, to do inter-machine backups so that you're essentially using storage that you, presumably on a different machine or, and or a different location or friends and family have to do your backup. So they're not offering any cloud storage, but they're offering for no money the, the technology for syncing all this stuff together. Their crash plan plus is $250 per month, which is for, for for 10 gig, but then they have a one one year, two year, three year, four year commitment discounting you all the way down to a dollar and a half per month if you commit to four years. Uh, for and you're able to then back up ten gigs and and a single computer um, uh, for that price. Then the the Crash Plan Unlimited uh, is um, a limited amount of storage for five dollars per month, which runs down if you make a four year commitment down to three dollars per month. Now that's getting to be pretty good. Think about that three dollars a month. Well, of course, you've got to commit to four years. So, you know, $5 a month, one computer unlimited. Then they have family unlimited, which is two to 10 computers at $12 per month. So this is scaling pretty nicely. $12 a month. And if you, if you commit to four years, it's half that, $6 a month. Unlimited amount of storage, two to 10 computers. And then this is the company that I mentioned that has what they call Seated Backup. They ship a drive and for the one time fee of $125. So it's not cheap, but it is the idea is you could it will back up your entire machine. You use their client to back up your entire machine to this drive, which you then return to them, they dump into their cloud and and solve and, and that, that short circuits, or as they call it, seeds their backup so that you're not spending, Lord knows how long, transferring how many hundreds of gigs up to their cloud. And for the same price, they'll reverse the process if you need to get your data back. Um, And and I thought it was sort of funny because they changed the the security encryption strength depending upon uh, whether you're free or not. The free plan uses 128-bit Blowfish, and all the other plans are 448-bit Blowfish, which is... Great security. We know that Bruce Schneier designed it, and it's got a slow key schedule setup, which is good for security because it makes it much more difficult to try to brute force it. Um, And they do offer full, although optional, TNO-level security. So you, you can set it up with what they call a private password, which is used to decrypt the encrypted encryption key. And with all the standard caveats, if you lose that, they can't help you. But uh, so this is this is uh, some interesting packages that may fit people because at a reasonable price, um, it's, you know, widely cross platform, two to 10 computers, unlimited storage for as little as six dollars a month covering all of that. If you do if you go with them for four years and uh, I have again, I have no. Uh, experience with it. This is just, you know, pulling all the data together and drilling down to figure out how they work. Um, Next up is something that looks like a sort of a Dropbox clone um, called Cubby, C-U-B-B-Y, as in, you know, a cupboard. Um, they, They support Windows. They have a Mac desktop app, Android and iOS. And there's they distinguish themselves from Dropbox because whereas Dropbox has like the drop the Dropbox folder that you get on your machine when you install the Dropbox client these guys allow you to share any of the folders that you already have on your machine by dragging and dropping those folders onto their app and then that folder becomes shared with this Um, so it's, uh, so this allows, um, computer or cross-computer sharing, um, unlimited peer-to-peer, uh, cross-computer syncing of the shared folders. Um, they say that it keeps unlimited versions of friend-shared files. So I guess, as I understand it, if you share files with friends, and, and there's a means to do that, and they, and they alter the files. Then this is keeping uh, versions of those. Um, and then you also get free a free five gigs. We're going to see a lot of this. Um, it looks it makes Dropbox's free two gigs look a little stingy now. Everyone's pretty much seems to have go, ha, seems to have gone to five gigs for their for their free offering. And I should mention this is from the company LogMeIn are the people that that produce Cubby. However, nowhere, anywhere that I could find was any mention of security, encryption, and privacy. That is, that just is missing from their site. It's all very nice and polished looking, but they don't tell us anywhere about what they're doing for us from a security standpoint. So it's like, okay, and until I knew that, of course, if that was a, a concern for people, uh and I love the idea that HIPAA um uh regulations require this. Um so you know maybe they'll be addressing that in the future. Um uh I ran across something called digital bucket, which I didn't spend much time at. Uh there's no trust no one option. Uh they use Amazon S3 Cloud Storage as their back-end uh cloud provider. Um and they're expensive. An individual plan is $99 per year for 50 gig. Their professional plan is $30 per month for 100 gig plus three sub accounts. And their small business plan is $125 a month. <laughs> That's a lot of money for 500 gig and 10 sub accounts. So it's like, okay, well, it, I was following some links and thought, well, what's Digital Bucket? And it's like, well, it doesn't sound like it's for us.
0: Dropbox. <laughs> a terrible name, too. I know. I thought exactly the same thing. <laughs> Spell it carefully. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: pr- proceeding alphabetically, after Digital Bucket, we come to Dropbox. Uh, we know that they're free, they give you two gigs, which as I mentioned, seems a little stingy these days, $10 a month or $100 per year. And we'll see that many people we're going to encounter offer you essentially two free months. If you sign up for a year is what everyone seems to be doing, probably cloning off of dropbox's policy yeah,
0: and they do and if, you know if you, uh, you you get a link that you can ask others to uh to use and then you get extra storage so, uh, it's
1: oh a, boy strong social networking it's on very viral yeah oh yeah.
0: boy yeah
1: i had to like i have to, have to keep clicking through all that it's like uh-huh. yes yes i know yeah. but it's like you're you're three clicks away from an extra 250 megs it's yeah. like oh okay, i find that you know. very annoying I do too. It's like, okay, I'll I'll you know, if it's good, I'll recommend it. Not but I'm not doing it because, you know, right. I, I need an extra quarter gig. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so for ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year, you get fifty gigs in the cloud at or for twice that you get twice that much amount, twice that much storage. And it's interesting because for example, twenty dollars a month is if you stored all if you filled up a hundred gigs at twenty dollars a month, then if we compare that to Rackspace or Amazon, that same hundred gigs only cost you fifteen per month, and that's only if you use it all again It's like you know i'm I'm the idea of signing up for such a huge amount of storage and having to pay a fixed amount of money sort of. Rubs me the wrong way relative to Amazon or Rackspace, where you're really only ever paying for what you use. You know, I get a little, I, I'm an S3 user. I'm still using Jungle Disk with Amazon. And, you know, I get a little ping in the email every month saying, oh, we just charged you $3.15. It's like, okay, I, you know, I, I like that. Because I have a ton of stuff up there, all pre internet encryption from, from um, Jungle Disk that we'll get to here in a minute. And so, also from Dropbox under security, under their compliance with laws and law enforcement section, they said, as set forth in our privacy policy and in compliance with United States law, Dropbox cooperates mm-hmm. with United States law enforcement when it receives valid legal process, which may require Dropbox to provide the contents of your private Dropbox. In these cases, Dropbox will remove. Dropbox's encryption from the files before providing them to law enforcement. So I salute them for being clear, but it's clearly not providing anyone protection who wants that kind of protection. Consequently, we will run across a couple solutions. Um, It's one of those sync things, either secret sync or sugar sync. I think it might be secret sync. In fact, I'm sure it's secret sync because sugar sync I was very impressed with. And Secret Sync is just sort of encryption for Dropbox to solve this problem. Um, alphabetically
0: proceeding, we hit Google Drive. I, I, but we, one thing I want to say about Dropbox, one oh, of the reasons I use it, I know it's a bad deal, because every app, for instance, on the iPad and the iPhone has an interface for it. Yes. And so it's convenient, even though yeah, I guess that's what I'm paying for is the convenience, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, and it is very popular. I didn't want to. I didn't popularity want to leave it
0: out. Is, is why it wins. You know.
1: Yes, yes, and I I did not want to leave. Well, in fact, you and I were using it for for quite a while. I still use
0: it. I wish I didn't have to because I know I'm paying a, a lot more than I would. Lo- I love uh, uh, Amazon. I uh, you know, or uh, Amazon uh, S3 using a Jungle Disk, which you turned me on to. and I'm gonna have to use yeah. Rackspace now because that's. And- Yes, because uh,
1: no no transit
0: cost. Yeah.
1: What what I like about I just I ought to just take this moment to say what I like about S three Amazon is, you know, the apps we use to talk to it are decoupled from from it. I uh-huh. mean, I'm I like I, I'm buying the storage and transit, which in my case isn't much. Mostly, I use it for archival stuff. Right, but I'm not dependent on some company that you know, I don't know about and don't know if they're going to be here tomorrow. Essentially, I don't know, it it seems more granular to me. I like that I'm only paying for what I'm using. And for example, there are many S3 front ends. There's a beautiful front end for Firefox that I really like where I can just open this, you know, it it runs in the browser. I open my Firefox um, and I'm looking at this really nice S3 Explorer app, you know add-on for Firefox. So I just I like the idea that I'm not you know I'm not being insulated from my from my files by, you know, sort of an all-encompassing, you know, big brother don't worry we'll we'll take care of you sort of thing. So and so Google Drive. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be. We're we've heard the rumors that it's going to be 5 gigs, which would be keeping with the current what you get for free these days. Um drive.google.com now resolves but doesn't have anything on it yet and uh the rumors are that we'll see an announcement next week so we'll see you know what they're going to offer and 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 what it'll be uh, i'll update obviously everybody with that news when we know and again it was a tweet that reminded me about jungle disc the, the, the thing that i use um good multi-platform support windows mac linux ios and usb and, and leo do you know did were they purchased by rackspace who jungle disc uh, oh
0: yeah that's why they, yes that's the that's, whole point they got bought what, by rackspace and uh yep. they continue to offer their s3 but obviously rackspace gets gives you a better deal and it's otherwise the same i would guess yeah, well, they, they, they've they've moved forward. I thought it, when they bought them, I was a little nervous, to be honest. I thought, oh, yes, boy. yes.
1: Now and back in the day when we first encountered Jungle Disc, I purchased the lifetime something or other for twenty dollars, and they're still honoring that. They do have something else. I think it might be the web access, which they don't. They don't bundle in with the if you were you know grandfathered into the original deal, but for for Rackspace, you pay only for storage, and as I said, it's it's fifteen cents per gig per month with free transit and free requests. I say that because Amazon actually charges you by request. Um, it's not much, but it's not nothing. Um, so So Amazon is the same storage price, but there is a transit fee. For moving data back and forth, I think it might be fifteen cents per gig and fifteen cents per request. So, you know, if you were, so it's really not meant to be a CDN. Amazon has other other offerings that are much more, you know, content delivery network oriented. Um, for me, I just I like it because Jungle Disk, we absolutely know. Is pre-internet encryption. You put the password in. It Jungle Disk encrypts it locally, and it goes nowhere else. And their USB version is cross-platform. That is, you. It's all. It's Win, Mac, and Linux, all bundled into a single thing, which you then, you know, that you can put it on a USB drive and you stick it in whatever computer you're at, no matter. Who made it essentially? Windows, Mac, or Linux, and Jungle Disk figures that out and runs, which is is neat. Um, if you now they offer web access to cloud files, but I don't know if how that works with pre Internet encryption. It's certain we know that it's possible that the decryption could occur in your browser if you provided that key, but might be that web access. Is only available if you don't encrypt you with your own key, and that is an option. You, you have the ability to do that or not as you choose. but if you do, it's full TNO security. Um, and let's see. Uh, oh, they also offer public sharing of specific files so so of the stuff that you've got stored up there in your jungle drive, you can get you can get a web URL. Um, and and set a date of expiration, which you can then share with other people. So it's like, you know, you can email this this URL to someone and say, hey, I just, you know, here's a file I want you to grab. Go get it at this link. Um, They do put a maximum of five gigs on file size and 50 downloads per file, saying that, you know, it's not their intention that this be a, you know, a free content delivery network. Um, But that, you know, that gives you some security. Anyway, so I'm still, I'm a a jungle disk user more from inertia than anything else. And also because, as I've said, something feels right to me about the use of Amazon and only paying for the storage I'm actually using. And because I'm not a big, I'm not, you know, using it to constantly back up my system. So there's not lots of transit that I'm paying for, I think. If that were the case, I would I would opt for Rackspace as my as my storage provider, and then we get, you know, free transit, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I ran across high drive, which is uh by from a company called Strato, and they're not uh US based. I I remember I didn't write down where they were, but I noted because prices weren't coming up in dollars <laughs> that I had to convert to dollars. Um Nothing really jumped out about them for me. Uh, their, their iOS, Android, and WinMobile 7 for their mobile side, uh, five gig for free, as many people are now doing, $13 for three months, which seemed odd. They call it a three-month commitment, and that get, that buy, that gets you 100 gig, or $39 for three months gets you 500 gig, and on the security side, I'm not impressed. They, they mentioned, because, probably because they're European, ISO 27001 certification. That is, they're compliant with that. But who knows what that means? That, that didn't, you know, I even... Only somebody went, in
0: Germany knows what that means. Yeah,
1: yeah I looked it up, and, and it's <laughs> like a long Wikipedia page of gobbledygook. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be jumping on these guys anyway. <laughs> so... Live Drive, uh, good multi-platform support, Windows, Mac, iOS, and Android. Although uh, I got got a kind of a creepy crawly feeling from these guys. On their, on their home page, they say, Resellers, sell online backup and more. Sell our full range of online backup, storage, and sync products to your customers. Custom brand everything. Manage it all from the web. Sell unlimited backup accounts from just fifty nine ninety five per month. Instant setup, and I was like, oh, okay." You know, that's uh, okay. <laughs> that always makes me uh, nervous
0: too. That's yeah,
1: yeah. It just sort of seems a little slimy yeah. somehow. So they have, um, you know, their offerings. Eight dollars a month is backup with no storage limit. An addition for for one computer, and additional computers, a dollar forty five per month, um, sixteen dollars per month is their so called briefcase plan, where you get two terabytes and Windows and Mac synchronization. Um, so and then and and you can also share with uh, friends and family specific files. So that's cloud storage with. Ability to access it. Twenty five dollars per month is their Pro Suite, which brings brings you up to five terabytes, um, and they store thirty previous versions of files. Uh, they can restore deleted files and stream music. And for eight dollars, you can add um, NAS backup, so you can it, they will backup your your own local network attached storage to the cloud. Uh, and there as many people purchase for one year and get two months free, but uh, again it 's like okay, I think they're i mean obviously this is a huge and and exploding market segment with you know cloud storage being the buzzword these days um, and so there's a lot of companies that are that are there and it 's not really clear to me you know what they have to offer. Uh, I ran across, speaking of that, a, a company called Porticor, P-O-R-T-I-C-O-R, that seems very enterprise-oriented because $162 per month. It's like, ooh, okay. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, They're appealing to, but they, you can register for a free evaluation, Leo, if you'll give them your, them, your email address. And so I said, (laughs) "Ah, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when you do that, you get, you get, uh, three virtual discs at two gigs per disc, and then they start sending you, you know, email. So, uh, no, thank you. Okay. Secret sync is what I referred to before. Is um th- what they're doing is they're an add-on for Dropbox that puts another folder on your desktop. And anything you drop in there, they pre-internet encrypt before dropping it in the Dropbox for you. So it uses a you know the, the Dropbox API probably, um, but it's not free. Uh you get up to 2 gigs of encryption in the that encrypted folder for free but it's $40 per year to expand that to 20 gigs of encryption or $60 per year for a terabyte so um so of course that's their own metering of the encryption then you have to pay Dropbox's fees for the actual storage. So it's like, okay, well, that's that's they're there. That's why I there. rejected
0: that one. I didn't want to pay twice.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, of course, and going alphabetically, we've got Microsoft SkyDrive, which, you know, eh, uh, it doesn't seem to have any strong Mac support, <laughs> not, not surprisingly. Um, although uh, there is an, SK, uh, an SDK available. Uh, for apps, although only apparently running Windows, iOS, and Android. Uh, now, Microsoft does give you more free storage than anybody, 25 gigs. I didn't see anybody that was, you know, at 25 gigs with a 2 gig per file limit. Um, they do support, Sky, SkyDrive supports Windows, iOS, Windows Phone, and Windows 8 Metro style. Um, uh, but again, no real clear focus on security, no no explanation about how keys are handled or, or, or crypto and so forth. And I wouldn't be at all surprised, you know, if they also can and would respond to um, someone telling them that they need to hand over your data. Do you know anything more about SkyDrive that's... You know, uh,
0: non- well, you know, I think it's going to expand. You know, the, the thing is you're, you're working with Microsoft, so at some point yeah. they're going to add to it. It's probably enterprise-focused. It does support uh, the mesh syncing, but only five gigs of that can be dedicated to a live mesh syncing. And uh, it does have nice web interface, too. In Mac, uh, you know, I mean, so, so, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think it's something. Yeah, it doesn't seem yeah. to play at the same level as, uh, as some of these other solutions, however
1: no, and you know and it, you know the 25 gig is kind of compelling, right except like well, you
0: can't really but- do much with it. there's no for instance, <laughs> There's no exactly. interface, right There's no you know you want it to be able to mount it, for instance, as you do Dropbox. that would be cool. You can't do that. Exactly, yeah exactly. So
1: Spider Oak, um, I'm impressed uh, good platform support. Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, they are really up front. I mean, these guys, what hooked me immediately was they have what they call their zero-knowledge privacy policy. They don't want anything to do with your key. Uh, You don't have an option to give them your key. You you, You can't misconfigure this so that they have your key. They never get it. So, I mean, and that that's just like a big deal for them. And, of course, we know for a, certainly a, a segment of our listeners, that's a big deal. It certainly is for me. I'm not sending my data off to the cloud without it being, you know, encrypted. It just, that just isn't what's going to happen. You know, I mean, our you know, my company's accounting data and, you know, backups of images of my, of my main machine, which is, you know, up there. That's going to be encrypted. Um um, I'm probably going to spend some time looking more closely at them because they are saying they offer things which I'm which seem really interesting. So you get two gigs for free. That seems again five seems to be the norm now, but for these guys, two gigs. Um, but if you want a hundred gigs, that's ten dollars a month, and you, they also do the two free months per year, so a hundred dollars a year if you did it for a year with them, that buys you a hundred gigs. Um and it's as soon as you cross sixty six gigs, that's the break even with Amazon and Rackspace. So so if you're storing less than sixty six gigs on the hundred gig plan, Amazon or Rackspace are cheaper for storage. But if you're doing more than 66 gigs, then SpiderOak is cheaper. So, under their list of features, they say um, backup, sync, share, access, and storage. Um, multi-platform support—we know Mac, Linux, and Windows. They're they're 100% zero knowledge privacy. So you know they're just storing. Pseudo-random data. They're storing noise for us. Um, Any number of computers at no additional cost. So you're just paying for storage uh, and there's no transit cost. Um, They say storage and time-saving deduplication. This is one of the things that I'm interested in. It's like, okay, how are they doing deduplication if they're doing pre-internet encryption? So that's something I'd like to understand. They said perpetual deleted file and historical version storage. So they're also doing some versioning of some sort. And they're saying they're saving deleted files forever. So you can go all the way back to the beginning of when you started using them. And then this is interesting, 10 to 15 times faster than traditional backup solutions. So it's like, what? OK, and and I've got the name of the techie there who I can have a conversation with because I've, I know I'm interested in what they're doing. And they make a big point of being wholly fault tolerant. So the idea is not only is it in the cloud, but they're I mean, they've they've really looked at being fault tolerant. Now, I noticed also in per, uh, perusing that they say they seek they securely synchronize folders across multiple computers and operating system using their free online sync. So you pay you you pay up for, for, as I said, ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year for a hundred gig, but then synchronization is free. So and and on on any number of machines, you're able to use Spider Oak for, for performing synchronization. And they say, discreetly share selected folders with friends, family, colleagues, and clients. So now this is interesting because they must be doing it in with and maintaining TNO. So I want to find out how that works because presumably, I don't know if, if you have to install their client in your friends, family, or colleagues machine or if that's a web-based interface. And I think it's web-based because they have something called Share Rooms, where you can share folders instantly um, over the web in Share Rooms. And then you can also subscribe to an RSS feed to be notified of modifications in there. Um, and under efi- efi- <coughs> excuse me, Efficient Versioning, they said spider keeps historical versions of every file This is an extremely important safety feature in a backup application. Consider this scenario. You accidentally save over your thesis paper with a different document. The easy solution is just to go back to your backup software and retrieve the old version. Except, what if you don't notice for a few days? If your backup software doesn't keep historical versions, it will save the new wrong version of your thesis into your next backup making recovery impossible. Spider-Oak's historical versions are space efficient. Even though your historical versions are encrypted and only stored on the server, Spider-Oak detects the similarity between those historical versions and your new versions, only saving the parts that actually changed. Now, somebody tweeted something that's kind of ringing a bell here. There was some mention of not wanting to store data redundantly on your own machine, ah, so yes, that's so maybe yes. What the, what? So maybe what they're doing is they're creating an archive region on your hard disk. They're seeing the differences and maintaining that, and then encrypting and only sending, for example, the the deltas after encryption up to them so that there's a way to piece this all back together. I mean, that, that, as, as I'm reading this, that the thing that I remembered someone saying is they didn't like the idea of like this blob of space being taken up on their hard disk, hard disk. That may be what Spider Oak is doing. Um, I should mention though, and actually this came from another tweet. They apparently they've got work to do over on iOS because their iTunes store reviews for the ios client are like like (laughs) horrifying really really it's one star and people just shuddering at how bad it is yeah and you have to like remove it and then reinstall it and then it kind of works and i I just think that you know they i don't know what the i'm sure they'll explain to me uh if i pursue this you know what what's happening over there but that's not the client apparently People are trying to use it to read PDFs, and it's doing horrible things to them. So
0: I think I I'm looking but, at the SpiderOak uh, interface, and it says uh, here, there's a checkbox. It says, keep my own copy of all archived data blocks so you don't – ah looks like you don't have to. Okay. Enabling Good. this option will cause SpiderOak to send a copy of all new encrypted data blocks to the location you've chosen – spider will then check this location first when restoring data. This can increase the speed of large restores. Or maybe this is just, I don't know if this is ver- where the versioning can get. Maybe not. Maybe this is just uh, for bandwidth-limited folk. It has, I mean, a slew of features. I mean, it, this thing is amazing. <laughs> um, so I'm, 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 I've been using it for some time. I haven't had to restore from it at all. But... Uh, I'd be, so you are going to follow. You are going to do some more conversations yes. with them. Yeah, because yeah. because of all the of, of all the offerings,
1: um, I, I feel the same way. This is one that, that like survived this right. this whole whole process of looking closely uh, into the corners, um, and we're down to three left. Actually, really only one because the other two don't don't qualify. Um, in fact, I'll do them first. I'll go to go to Z zero bin. I. I Ran across it, somebody mentioned it, I figured out what it was. It's an encrypted paste bin. Huh. So we're familiar with paste bin, uh which, you know, is sort of just random <laughs> random catch-all. Anybody can put stuff up there. Of course the the, the malware script kitty kind of folks and hackers use it as a as a rallying point, essentially. But everything normally is in the clear. And zero bin is browser. That is to say, client-side encrypted paste bin. So you could you could upload a file with a protecting it with a password, and then send that get that password to someone else somehow. Presume I was going to say email, but you want to do it over a secure channel somehow. Um, and then they're able to 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 get and decrypt it, to download it into their browser, and then decrypt it. So it's sort of a means of of, hair, of having, you know, net shared files, uh, which are cryptographically secure because they use AES-256 encryption in the browser. So if in case that was useful to anyone, I just wanted to, to note that it exists called ZeroBin. Um, then the other one that sort of didn't – I didn't spend much time on is Tarsnap. I'd run across it before. I, I like the name. Tarsnap. <laughs> Yeah, uh, No Windows support except through CYG win, which, you know, is the is the library for sort of limping along with with Linux or y- Unix support under Windows. They do support BSD, Unix, uh, Linux, uh, OS X and Solaris, um, but there and they provide storage at twice the price of Amazon for storage and transit. So. I'm not sure what they have to say for themselves. Uh, but that's as far as I went with those guys. The last one is a company called SugarSync. And, boy, they've got the widest platform support mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, Win, Mac, iOS, BlackBerry. You, know, it's, you don't, don't see BlackBerry except, what was it? I think Dropbox offered BlackBerry also. So that's r- uncommon. Android, Symbian, Kindle Fire... Um, a web interface and an Outlook plug-in that gives you access. They have a comparison chart with comparing themselves to lots of other people. Of course, it's their comparison chart. So every one of the the things that they compare against has a you know a green dot on them, and various of the other guys are missing dots in various places. Um, and it's until you get up to the really big storage, it's not even compatible with Amazon or Rackspace. Um, You get five gigs free, as most people do. Um, 30 gigs at um, $5 per month or $50 per year. So that's also the, the two free months deal. 60 gigs for $10 a month, 100 gigs for $15 a month, 250 gigs for $25 a month, or $250 a year, for example, uh, 500 gigs at $40 per month. So it wasn't until you got to 500 gigs at $40 per month that that was, that pricing was better than Rackspace or Amazon. Otherwise, on all those other ones, you were, you were paying more than Amazon or Rackspace. And if you weren't using all of that storage, then paying a lot more than those guys Um, it does allow you to back up any folder so it's it's a little bit um, like uh, secret no not secret sync Um,
0: (laughs) you're losing track now aren't Uh, you I'm losing track (laughs) one of those that I
1: talked about Um, but it does not look like they support TNO level security at all so not at all clear what what they're, I mean, everybody, of course, supports uh, secure transit, you know, just even using just SSL. Um, But I saw nothing that, you know, convinced me that these guys were really good from a a long-term storage security standpoint. Their storage is expensive, huge cross-platform support, but again, it's not clear how secure our stuff is. So, of all of those
0: things, Leo, I think you chose wisely. Interesting, because I did not rope. get as comprehensive as you did. Yeah, I don't. I
1: mean, I I don't know what was it. Walla! Now that I'm having to go. Yeah, go Walla.
0: Look- yeah, I, Walla has an unusual uh, idea, which is that you contribute some of your hard drive space to the Ugh. Walla. Class. Okay, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I, I'm out of that. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that would keep you. And if you want more, it runs in Java. Just in <laughs> no. case you wanted another reason not to do it, so I don't think you have to worry about uh, Walla.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, I don't know if who I forgot. I'm sure you know Twitter will let me know. But of everything we just looked at, I mean, I I, I am still using Jungle Disk for now. I like it. Um, I like the incremental you know pay for what i use um although i am on s3 so i'm paying for transit if i were doing a lot of of stuff spider oak is tr- no charge for transit cross platform as you said it's got features coming out of every of every pore yeah um and boy are these guys security conscious so i want to find out how they do what they what they say they do i imagine we will have the podcast i i thought we were going to have this week which is, you know, really, really drilling down deep into SpiderOak to figure out how they work. And maybe we'll figure out what's wrong with iOS, because I don't think they quite have
0: that figured out yet. But other than that, um, you know, th- I like everything I see. Apparently, Walla got rid of the space sharing feature. So maybe that's maybe others had the same reaction. Uh, <laughs> y- y- oh, you had to that. That's actually why I did it. Uh, because I wanted to get a inexp because it's free if you donate 100 gigs or whatever. Right. And so like they're they're encrypting somebody else's data on your drive. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah, okay. pieces thereof. Pieces thereof. Uh, there
1: are there are some interesting ways using state of the art block level error correction where you could you, you can sort of spread your data out. Among some, it's almost like a raid where you spread your data out among some number of nodes. Right, exactly. And you don't need every one of those nodes to be
0: alive. I believe in order that's what they're doing exactly.
1: Reas- reassemble and and yeah. essentially do ECC on on the data to 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 uh, alg- algorithmically work around what's missing.
0: Right. I should say that's what they were doing because they don't do it anymore, <laughs> according to the chat room, anyway. Um, yeah, good. Well, I this has been really really valuable and uh and you see there's nothing perfect out there. Yeah. Uh, and well and what
1: I wanted to do was when I realized how many choices there were, I thought, "Okay, wait a minute. Let's step back and get get an overview like, you know, what's going on out right. there." You know, and our sponsor Carbonite uh, if I'm if you to hear this is good. Yeah. I set Jenny up with Carbonite because yeah. she doesn't need all these kinds of features. Right. She just needs her laptop protected, and you know, and that's a good price for unlimited storage of laptop. You know, of of, of a single machine, it makes I think lots of sense.
0: There is um, a, a Wikipedia article called "Comparison of File Hosting Services" that has a very large chart with check boxes and things that might might make it a, a quick way to kind of get a survey of um features in many 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 more i don't know how many they're doing i'm glad somebody else did that yeah yeah and uh we're gonna do we have a new show we're launching i as actor and i are are gonna launch a show uh a how-to show and one of our first episodes i think it is our first episode how to roll your own cloud services using things like pogo plugs so um you know that might be the best way to do it if you've got a couple of you need of course in order for it to work you you need a couple of premises to, so that you don't aren't all in one spot. But uh, I think there's, it's possible to do your own as well. It's certainly, a lot cheaper. Yeah, depends what you need. And yes, I don't know how accurate the Wikipedia article is, or whether vendors go in and modify it and, and all of that. It's really not a review. It's more like a list of uh, of features.
1: Oh, and that's super useful. Yeah, I mean the the one thing that uh, I liked, although I didn't like. You know, secret sync because they didn't talk about security and they were pricey. But it was interesting to see their and well, of course, it is their comparison chart. But it was interesting to like sort of see them lined up next to a bunch of these other guys because right. you know all all the
0: other players are there too. This does not seem to have any information about uh, pre internet encryption, ah. uh, which is unfortunate because that's uh, for for us the thing we care most about.
1: Oh, Leo, if our data is going to go up to the cloud, yeah. it's it's got to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just has to be. So um, yes, uh, from from all of this, you know, as I said, I'm using Jungle Disk, but I'm going to be looking closely at SpiderOak, and, and they were really responsive uh, to saying, "Hey, we'll you know, we'll tell you anything you need to know." So uh, I expect uh, I'll I'll start using it a little bit, see if it like passes just the usability test. And, and but but you are using it and have been for yeah. what a oh, year?
0: A year, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, I use it mostly I use it to sync uh the computers uh, my documents file folders uh, across a bunch of computers. Nice. And of course and th- as a side effect you get a backup as well.
1: Yeah and yeah. and that's free. You know the right. the cross machine syncing is just thrown
0: in. Right. Right. Cool. All right Steve, uh, Steve Gibson lives at grc.com. That's where his uh, Gibson Research Corporation is hosted. Uh he uh, you can get spin right there of course the world's best hard drive maintenance utility. You must have it if you have a hard drive, uh, but he also has lots of free stuff, which i uh, highly encourage you to check it out g r c dot com next week a questions episode so post your questions there grc.com slash feedback there 's also a user' group there you know a a, a forum for people to share their security uh, tips um, oh there 's so much stuff, and of course this this show and and he offers sixteen kilobit versions. And transcriptions, which we do not offer at twit.tv. So if you need a a small file or you want the transcription, grc.com. We do this show normally Thursdays. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, we don't have, I was just
1: about to say, we don't have you next week,
0: right? Yes. You're off in Norway or something. I'm going to (laughs) Norway. We do this show Thursdays at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific. Wednesdays. I'm sorry, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific. We're doing it Thursday. Because I was out of town for NAB and uh, we had already done iPad today. Those of you tuning in for iPad today, I'm sorry to have disappointed you. However, uh, we've already done it, and it'll be on the feeds any minute now. And we're going to replay it, I think, 11... I'm sorry, 1 p.m. Pacific tomorrow if you want to watch live-ish. So I'll be here regular time. 11 a.m. Pacific, Wednesday. Wednesday. But not with you. With I as actor, I think, but I'm not sure. It might be yes, Tom. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. I, uh, I as is, is what Eileen and I have talked about. Then that's who it'll be. Cool. All right. Hey, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Leo. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll see you next time on Security Now. Security Now.